yourself you cheeky little monkey welcome all welcome one and all gather around the hearth for this year's sustainable that's right it is our annual foray down festive lane oh it is sustainable uh, or if you prefer sustainable of the year oh michael where is he where it there he is. There he goes. Very good. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's right. So we are Sustainababble. We are a weekly environmental podcast all about the planet and stuff. But it's Christmas. So sod all that. We're going to be silly. Well, we're silly anyway. Um, and we're going to be even sillier. We're going to be rubbing the Christmas babble stick with all sorts of glitter. And we're going to be smacking it off of Santa's bottom and seeing what babble comes out. Would you like to know what's coming up this week, Dave? Yes, please. Right. We're going to be talking about an advert. And that advert... Um, was banned aiding a campaign. <laughs> oh, <very good> <laughs> and that campaign was all about all those orangutans which are being slayed in the rainforest. And imagine, for instance, you were somebody who was talking to their mother um, and wanted to express their concern about all of those orangutans. You might say, Ma, I uh, care about Mariah Carey. I, uh, Mariah Carey about the orangutans, yes, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about <laughs> some fracking nonsense that's been going on. Now, what's the noise that happens when you drop a melon from a great height, Dave? Okay, it's slightly lower height. Uh, wham exactly (laughs) very good very good and we're going to be talking about all the general nonsense that happens at Christmas Uh, you know when people's concern for the planet and not wasting stuff goes off a cliff rich (laughs) I'd rather it didn't (laughs) cliff rich I'd yes rather it didn't do very good oh Wizard puns. Right, uh, just the usual disclaimer before any of that. We do work for environmental charities, but these are very much our own views and the views of capitalism. So if you've got any beef uh, with anything that you hear, take it up with me and I'll, uh, but not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? All right, let's do it. No, and also, you're going to get a bonus content. Yes, Dave has got a special secret Santa surprise for me. My sack is bulging with a mysterious (laughs) object. Stop it. Stop it. Yes, I don't know what this is, so uh, you are as in the dark as I am. uh, No, no, you're not. (laughs) No one is as much in the dark as you are. Okay. Anyway, the point is, bonus content. We'll see what happens. I wonder what Dave's got under his tree for me. Sustainable of the year. Silent night. Holy night. Oh, it's exciting, old. Ah, what's oh. gonna be hanging off your tree? 
you? Oh, stick sign. I do like Christmas. Oh, I, do. I, I know, can't I, remember if that's true or not. Do you like Christmas? I do like Christmas. I, there was a while there when I presented a bit of a curmudgeonly aspect upon Christmas, but that's only because I was sad. But I'm not sad anymore. <laughs> it's great. Um, and, and Christmas is fine. So everything is, is just great. Now, admittedly... <laughs> if, You're so convincing. If you, lift up, if you lift up the flap of the advent calendar of life and peer oh. into the chocolatey recesses below, stale, you will often find... Stale, tasteless chocolate. You will beneath. often find the worst chocolate that has been smudged in. And indeed, advent calendars are a metaphor for Christmas, which usually is a fount of babble. But apart from that, I love it. Okay. Uh, yes, no, it's good. So um, we have talked before in Sustainable of the Year about Christmas trees and about how you are determined to murder a tree every year and have, no, its, not true. have its corpse in your room. And, no, my tree is alive. My tree lives in a pot in my oh, garden, God. as I mentioned I in this episode that. last year. So you haven't got that one on me anymore. That's true. I am keeping... Uh, that tree is offsetting all of my other carbon. It's It's sucking... Literally grams of carbon out of the atmosphere each year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I haven't got that against you. What about uh, presents? I bet you've got all sorts of plastic tat underneath your still twitching living tree. I bet you'd be giving baby all imported bits of nonsense from China and all that sort of stuff, will you? Well, we talked about this, me and Mrs. Ole, the other day and realised that neither of us had any intention of giving him any Christmas presents. <laughs> and we were wondering whether that... I mean, he's still quite small and he doesn't really know. But apparently everyone else at this time of parenthood gives their children parents, uh, not parents, pre- <laughs> <laughs> presents. That's the best thing you could give. Here you go, sunshine. <laughs> I other present pre- to you, mother. <laughs> We're going to fly you to Miami. Miami. Where is Miami. A long way away from here. A long way away. So, yeah, presents. That's what we wanted to talk about in this year's Sustainable Oh, A new poll has come out uh, off of... Uh, What's he called then? Uh, Wojciech. Um, and he, uh, he, he says, this poll, um, he says that the UK population will apparently receive almost 60 million unwanted presents this Christmas, costing a total value, apparently, of 380 million quid which is three and an eight and then seven zeros after it which is a very big number i mean that well two things that seems very precise right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, it's very certain that there are going to be precisely 60 million unwanted presents almost 60 million oh okay and that's not far off the population of the uk is it so yes li- literally Every human being in this country will be given something they don't want. Is that what he's saying? On average, obviously, baby Ol won't be given anything. anything so for the, so for baby Ol who will not know any different, some other poor child somewhere will get two bits of shit it doesn't want, um, and baby Ol thereby offsetting the um, offsetting the tat. Can I get melancholy about this briefly? Uh, sure. Uh, you don't seem so sure. I'd rather you didn't. It's Christmas. Oh, well, I'm going to. Let's You've been at the red wine already. Yeah, yeah. I had my first glass of mulled wine last night. Mulled wine's disgusting. No, it's brilliant. Oh, it's horrible. You have to be outside in the cold. Right, I'm going to get melancholy because I was reading this stuff, these stats. Like, my God. Like, you, can, you can just imagine that a lot of those people are going, I really want to do something nice, but I literally only know to just buy something that I don't think 
necessarily want. And what does that tell you about our capacity for actually knowing one another and listening to one another and knowing what we really like? And like the idea that you just go, oh, DVD, not anymore. Oh, Amazon voucher or oh some Netflix credit or something like I mean maybe people do want that but that's a bad example because I'm pretty sure people would want that but it must be just like some crap okay or it's socks or like stupid or novelty book so many people last year were buying that Trump poems one which was like which was crap that's what you were doing before we started wasn't it (laughs) do you want to play a game of Trump poem tennis I do not not in this room (laughs) we should be able to know each other a bit better and and Oh, you know, be creative. Up. Shut up. You always do this. Like, Christmas is a time for giving presents. Just because poor baby Ol isn't getting anything and you're not getting anything um, doesn't mean nothing, right? We talked about this in one of our previous sustainable balls, didn't we, about economics and about, like, if you apparently get all these economists. Nothing says Christmas like economics, Well, does it, Dave? exactly. Well, that's that you get all these Christmas hoo-ha shindig podcasty things about economics and they'll always say, they'll always get some glum-faced, cabbage-arsed, economist on there <laughs> banging on about how Christmas is the most economically inefficient time of the year or because you buy people As the sh- song goes you buy people shit they don't need um, and they then don't want it and all that's money you should just have given them so getting vouchers or something is better than buying them tap um, yeah apparently according to the same poll one it's not though, it's not though. I just like vouchers oh. it's, it's such a cop out because it's just another way of going I literally haven't thought at all about what you like and what you might like. But what if you don't I'm know? I'm outsourcing that thought to you. Brilliant. Here you go. Here is £20. Or here is a £20 voucher. But sir, Christmas is a time for giving. A time to be with one's family. I say bah. Humbug. I don't care. I say Merry Christmas. According to the same poll, one in three, 37%, it says mathematically incorrectly, would be happy with a charitable donation as a gift. Bollocks. Now, uh, that is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> please use bollocks. <laughs> you, there was a phase a few years ago where everyone was doing the goat thing from Oxfam and it was like, look, I haven't given you meaningless tat this year. I've given you a goat. You, you are now the proud sort of owner of a goat. Isn't that wonderful? And everyone in a rousing, coordinated chorus went, nah, it's shit, mate. <laughs> I don't want a goat. Or more accurately, if it's not an actual goat. <laughs> no, I want an actual more goat. More accurately, I've, I know what I would do with a goat. <laughs> that, uh, where's my goat? Oh, it's in Africa. Oh, it's not a real goat. <laughs> That's shit. Uh, apparently, things that are the least wanted present is bath products. Oh, so not only is having a bath bad for the planet and is bad, it? yes, all that water oh, sitting well, in it, on. you know, all come right. on, you know, and bad for your wasp names, don't know about you, but it makes my wasp names go funny. Um, then you show... You, like sort of prunes. Pruny wasp names, yes, um, as my, with my drag act alter ego. Pruny um, wasp names. <laughs> Um, so don't buy bath products for people. Don't buy presents for people. Be like, oh, treat, Be your, like, oh, treat exactly. your loved ones like receptacles of nothingness and spend time with them. Spend all the time with them you possibly can. And then when they start to look at you with their pleading eyes and they say, Daddy, can I have an Xbox like all the other boys? You say, no, you have my time. My time is more precious. My company, my full attention, unless I get a text. Which you won't. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. I had a funny feeling. 
Yeah. Um, are you going to buy me, Ol, um, a book by Martin Dory called No More Plastic? Well, I might have been going to do that, but I'm not going to do it anymore because Martin Dory himself, the author of No More Plastic, what you can do to make a difference, is, well, he's rightly quite cross about this faintly ironic and faintly awful development where he writes a book about not living with plastic, right? Yes. It's printed on paper. He goes to great lengths to make sure paper is not made out of, you know, special trees in the wrong place. It's like good trees for making paper that aren't going to kill any squirrels or ugly fish or anything. Goes to great lengths about that. And then the uh, distributors go, lovely, bung that air, we'll wrap it in plastic and send it out to the shops. And (laughs) he's got pictures of him holding his book called No, full stop, more, full stop, plastic, full stop, wrapped in plastic. Oh, he's gone bonkers about this as well, hasn't he? Uh, where's the bleep? Have you got the bleep machine ready? Oh, yeah, here uh, we go. Yeah. So uh, this is Martin Dory's views. He said, um, the point is that this book is about no more plastic and some idiot, that's not the bleepy bit, shrink wrapped it in plastic without thinking. Everything has to change if we are to avoid f***ing it up for good. <laughs> we have to reassess everything. Your reusable mug will not be enough to save the world. Um the publishers have been very contrite about it all. They've blamed, as, as is the way, generally. <laughs> Sorry, they've been very contrite about it and blamed somebody else. And blamed else. somebody else, yeah. yes. Um, blamed some uh, Americans. They said it's an American's fault. Someone in America put plastic around it. But why the hell? Can I ask you a thing, right? Why do people go and put plastic around books anyway? What's that all about? I suppose, technically, it will reduce the chance of pages getting mucked up, scuffed up. I suppose that's only because we've come to expect perfection. Absolutely. Which is stupid. Can't have yeah. perfection. You know why that is? Because it doesn't exist. Everything is shit. Exactly. Um, and uh, you were uh, daft. That's what it is. I think the Babel Army should not, should go into all of these earbook shops at Christmas, buy books for people. Books is a good present. Oh, um, but when you do so, go and have a go at them. If they've got on their shelves, books with plastic in. Say the Babel sent you. Bonus Christmas content. Oh, oh are exciting, you ready? Exciting, exciting, exciting. Are you ready for your bonus Christmas content? Yes. Right. Good. Get your headphones out. Oh. Uh, okay. Hang on. Right. Excellent. Uh, good. You're going to get a 2018 Babble quiz. Ooh! I never dared dream it. Yes, that's right. This is going to expose how little you remember about oh. things we did really recently. <laughs> Oh, can I get my excuses in early? Go on then. I haven't had enough sleep in 2018. <laughs> Maybe that could be your resolution for 2019. Go yeah, I think it's going to have to be. Go to bed. Right, um, so here's what's going to happen. There are five clips. You should be able to see in front of you on the uh, on the electrical display machine. I can, um, yes. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, what I want you to do is... Uh, oh, actually, wait a minute. On the first day of Christmas, my... Babble. Right, uh, so, first day of Christmas, I'd like you to listen to track number one, please, and uh, tell me what you're hearing and what it is. Windows Media Player encountered a problem while playing this file. Bollocks! <laughs> oh, okay. Plinkety plonkety music. Hello! A woman saying hello. Hello? 
is it? Yeah, this is the um. Uh, the killer whale thing. The killer whale, the killer whale thing. thing, where there was like a story saying like a woman had trained a killer whale to like say one, two, three, and hello and stuff. And we got uh, our friend uh, Starfish, Shimmery Starfish, Shimmery Starfish, <laughs> yeah. trying not to say an actual name, who said she was giving it a serious side eye because yes. you know orcas are amazing, and this was reducing them to nonsense. Bye bye. <laughs> Very good. Which episode was that from? Oh, come on. All right, fair enough. Do me a favour. Hang on, let me guess. Uh, This year, so within the last... I told you that, yeah. Sort of 20 or so. How many did we do a year? Uh, This was from episode 101. This was from our first episode of the year um, in the episode entitled Straws. And we talked about the uh, orca, Wiki the Whale, or Wiki the Whale, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Who had been apparently, whale, yeah. Whale, yeah, who had apparently um, learned to talk, except hasn't really, let's face it. On the second day of Christmas, my Babble. said to me. Right, okay. second day of Christmas. One out of one so far. Okay, so before you start this, Arabella will be reading you out a bit of Babble, um, as originally covered in one of our episodes. I want you to tell me who has said the Babble and what it is they are talking about. Oh, that is a tough gig. Let's go. If you've seen Blue Planet Ooh, 2, Blue Planet you'll 2. know how Early reference. the oceans are with plastic. Big oceans. Our fish and marine life are finding it more and more oh. difficult to survive. Fish knackers. It's haunting. What's haunting? Something's and it's haunting. our responsibility to fix for us but and for future generations. We're already taking action. Massively raising litter fines oh. and banning plastic microbeads from it's cosmetics. It's got to be the government. Hang on. Banning plastic microbeads from cosmetics. Right, that's got to be Michael Gove. Uh, no, that is back in episode 106, episode entitled Russia, we uh, had, uh, you had received an email from a Tory MP by the name of James Cleverly. Oh, yeah. Yes, who was haunted. Oh, he was haunted. He was, that's right. Paul and what was it James wanted, Cleverly. What was it that he wanted you to do about plastic? Buy a conservative branded reusable mug for how much money uh wasn't it 1999 or something i uh, can't remember i think it might have been 25 pounds it was, it was that's right it was yeah. 25 quid. yeah <laughs> amazing i've forgotten about that on the third day of christmas sent to me. so this is a flashback to episode 112 oh uh which was the cricket episode and this is but this is not about cricket this oh, was discussing confusing. you and i discussing Two politicians, and I want you to tell me who, whom, whom the politicians who are, are you? and what, in what context, in what context we're talking about. God, Willie's away, stop doing silly competitive things. On the other hand, I mean, a few years ago, we would have bitten the hand off of anyone who said, "Here's like some very prominent, yeah, or the Willie off, possibly some very prominent politicians." Basically having a competition about who's greenest and who's going to do the best to clear up Oh, the politicians so having a competition about who's greenest. The rampant egotism Ooh, uh, and bizarre machismo. Uh, rampant egotism. Yeah. Bizarre machismo. Yeah, come on, old. Okay. Who leaps to mind when you think of bizarre machismo? Uh, Michael Gove. Yes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have said that like in any context. Yeah. But if somebody w- wasn't you and I said that to me and I was in the pub, it would have been Michael Go. Oh, who was it? Do you want a clue? Yeah. It's got to do with Europe. Oh, they're like um, the commissioner, DG yeah. environment. Almost. DG. You're in the right. 
somebody. Franz Timmermans is his oh, name. I was never going to remember. <laughs> Franz Timmermans. You made a silly joke about Zimmerman, and we moved on from that. And uh, what were they? What were they out competing each other on? Plastic. Plastics. Who's got the largest willy plastics wise? That's what they were doing. Yeah. Who can, who can ban were, the most? They were talking about banning straws um, in Europe, that is, and we were going, well, we banned microbeads and stuff. Etc. Blah, blah, Plastic blah. Bags. That's, yeah, that's yeah. just escalated. Or there's been a very, just the other day, there's been another episode of that with Europe now saying it's going to ban something from somewhere. I forgot. Great. On the fourth day of Christmas, my babble sent to me. Um, so you're about to hear a very short clip. Well, yeah, it's only three seconds long. Only says, three yeah. seconds long. Oh, and I want you to tell me um, what it is <laughs> that we were talking to Vibar about. Oh. Oh, God. Imagine, if you've got Danny DeVito as an Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, that was about poo uh, <laughs> and and how... People's micro, like the microbial gut microbes and stuff, right? And how that seems to be carrying stuff that we thought genes used to carry. So, like, you know, resilience to diseases, stuff. Yeah? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, and poo transplants. That's what we were yeah, talking poo, about. Yeah, poo. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. If I wanted to have your immune system, I would have to have some of your poo put up my bum. That's what we were talking about <laughs> with that Vibar. My favourite interview of the year, uh, thus far anyway, was with Vibar Craig and Reed. Loved it. Episode 119. Go back and listen. It is brilliant. Also, all speaking of microorganisms, did you hear the news <laughs> that we have discovered... I don't know where this is going. <laughs> we have discovered an entirely new ecosystem that we haven't yet nosed up. Have you heard this news? No. Yes. Way down below even the oil and the gas, way down under the ground, they have discovered that there's like trillions, trillions and trillions and trillions of microorganisms living down there, teeny tiny ones that have been alive for thousands of years, like way down under the Earth's crust, alive. And they've discovered it as this ecosystem. And it's a, you genuinely haven't seen this. No. No. It's totally news to me. Yeah. And we haven't yet nosed it up. Um, so that's another thing that we will now presumably be extracting and harvesting yeah, excellent, yeah. into harvesting into milk and powering our homes by it and destroying it forever. On the fifth day of Christmas, Babble said to me, Five Go Babbles! Yes, good, right, last one. Um, Christmas carols are so thuggy, aren't they? They are thuggy, yeah. Um, so uh, just just play the clip and I'll ask you a question. <laughs> Euphemism? Laughing. <laughs> I think so. Sounds like what you've done, doesn't it? It did for Oh, this is... Because I really threw a bit of streaming that I discovered this problem, to be quite honest. No, 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 no. That is below the belt. Well, yes. Literally. Yes. So the question is this. How are your testicles? It's not my testicles. It's near my testicles. It's just you keep talking about my testicles, but it's not my actual testicles. It's just in the vicinity of my testicles. Bubbles, bangles, bright shiny bees. So, Inhoff of the Week. This is the section named after a senator in America, Jim Inhoff, who we think is a silly billy. And we think he's a silly billy because he says climate change isn't a thing 
because there's snow. Yeah, is a thing. Still. Silly enough. Mm. Um, yes, that's right. And we retain the festive theme of... Yes. ...with a little bit of a look at a great big hoo-ha that happened a couple of months ago. And that was about this. There's a rangtan in my bedroom and I don't know what to do. She plays... Now, oh, whoa, now, oh. Yes. I need to admit something here. Oh, here we go. I haven't actually watched... This. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, watch it. It's amazing. So shall I watch it now, live? Genuinely, for the yeah, first time. Yeah, I've, never, no. I've, never, I've only heard about it. I've heard, I feel like I've heard about what that's is how this. You, that's how you consume all media. You just read tweets about no, things. It's true. It's true. Uh, so but, what is, to tell people what this is while I gear up my getting ready stick. Okay. Well, the campaign group Greenpeace produced a video uh, that is called Rang Tang. And it is all about how a little orangutan finds itself in... Don't spoil it. You just asked me, just what's the, is it in general? Oh, okay, palm oil. Right. Okay, so the palm oil industry causes deforestation, which means orangutans have nowhere to live, so orangutan's dead. Still spoiling it. I'm going to watch this. Watch it. I'm watching it. Pillock. There's a orangutan right, little in my girl. bedroom, and I don't know what to do. She's got she an orangutan in her bedroom. How'd I get in there? You're she destroys find out. all of my house plants and she keeps on shouting ooh. She throws away my chocolate and she howls at my shampoo. <laughs> There's a rant I had a cat like that once. And I don't want her to Can stay. you take this a bit more seriously? So I told the naughty that she had to go away. What? A rantan in my bedroom. Just before you go, why were you in my bedroom? What? I really want to know. Sad. A Sad. Oh my God. And I don't know what to do. What the hell's this? Oh, I swear I used to have nightmares like this. It's sodding terrifying. It's like the apples are falling wood. Oh my watch it down. God. Made a new watch it down, There are humans in my forest, and I don't know what to do. God, this is this is sodding terrifying. So I thought I'd stay with you. I didn't expect that was gonna happen. Now I do know what to do. I'll fight to save your home and I'll stop you feeling blue. Oh God, am I going to cry? Yeah, I mean, I I choke up actually. It's very powerful. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Oh my God, come over all Molly Scott Cato. (laughs) I'm going to cry. (laughs) Oh my God, oh! (sighs) Good, isn't it? Look at it. Good, isn't it? Bloody hell. That's not what I thought it was going to be at all. I thought it would just be like uh, orangutan with its picture next to a shampoo bottle or something. That was really scary, that bit. No wonder they banned it. Terrify people. No, come on. Why did they ban it for, then? Well, In they're... fact, what happened? Okay, so this is, uh, for anyone who wasn't able to follow Dave's ooing and ahhing and ing, uh, this is a Still video... Clenched. Yeah, it was a very powerful video, uh, known in the trade as, like, hero content or something. But it's basically a bit video about an issue without actually talking about the issue very much. It's just very emotional, and it is a little girl whose bedroom is occupied by an orangutan, and uh, the orangutan's hanging around... <laughs> is it Mrs. Hole? Yeah. Orangutan's <laughs> 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 kicking off and everything, it's all fine. And then the girl's like, oh, hang on a minute, why are you here? And the orangutan's like, well, because my home's been... Destroyed by you lot um, and your insatiable appetite for palm oil and all the big people with diggers and stuff. And oh. it's narrated very poetically and it's very powerful it's and powerful. it's all animated and it's beautiful and it's lovely. But most people who watch it have that reaction, which is like, oh, oh, oh. right in the gut. 
Now, this is a campaign video that Greenpeace put together. They're brilliant at doing these sorts of things. I think we talked about the Lego uh, Everything's Not Awesome, whatever it's called, um, a few years ago, that ad. But um, Iceland, the supermarket, they decided that they wanted to put it out as their Christmas advert. And the reason they were doing that is because Iceland this year, I think we talked about this on Babel, but I'm not sure, announced that very soon, within like a year, two years, they're going to have no palm oil in their own brand products. And like, if they, if we were doing an award ceremony, I think supermarket of the year would definitely have to go to Iceland. Yeah. Done all sorts of good shit. Anyway, so in the spirit of all of the John Lewis <laughs> Christmas ads uh, and uh, Martin Spencer and all the rest of it, um, they were like, right, we're going to stick this video out, the Rangtang video out as our Christmas ad. And the suits went, no. What suits? Clear cast. Now, these are the people who apparently regulate what adverts can go out or not. I thought it was the Advertising Standards Authority, but apparently Clearcast do telly. And Clearcast said, no, you can't do that. Um, and the reason was because, not apparently not the content of the video itself, but because it was associated with Greenpeace, ah. even though uh, Iceland had taken all the badging, the Greenpeace badging off it, it was still so clearly associated with Greenpeace. And Greenpeace are, in Clearcast's view, overtly political and you can't have political advertising. So they banned it. Yeah! Do you want to know what happened next? Uh, people lost their shit about it. People lost their shit about it. And got it wrong. I mean, people said, people lost their shit about it and said, oh, you can't ban that because it's got a sad orangutan in it. And Clearcast clear were like, you know, people weren't really listening to them. They were like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Put your knickers back on. We banned it because it's associated with these tree huggers, not because of the thing itself. Yes. Yeah. So to be absolutely clear, they didn't ban it for content. No, they banned it because the organisation with whom it was associated, they couldn't be satisfied, were like not political enough. But then what happened? Uh, people w- watched it anyway. 65 million people, or at least the video on uh, went on, you know, Iceland social media channels, and it has been viewed 65 million times, which I would wager is probably more times and a darn sight more cheaply <laughs> than had it gone out on, um, you know, a major broadcasting network. Your boss of ITV, a lady called Carolyn McCall, quite rightly, in my opinion, said, that is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, it is bonkers that this advert, which is not in itself offensive, and as I've just seen, bloody good, right? Uh, Can't go on my teleprogram, but you can have 65 million people watching it on the internet. And obviously she's making a broader point here about something or other political, don't know what it is about, like, adverts and commercial broadcasts and stuff. But she's kind of right. I mean, it's daft, isn't it, that you would ban that, but yet you can go watch it for free on social media. Absolutely pathetic! There's nothing on at all! Don't even know why we bother to pay our licence. <laughs> we don't. Right, very good, Dave. Um, one question. Yes. Uh, who was the Inhoff? Uh, Clearcast. <laughs> Fine. All right, yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, Clearcast are Inhoffs of the year and Iceland are anti-Inhoffs of the year. Hooray! <laughs> Sustainable of the week. I feel the earth move. So sustainable of the week. And this is really of the year. Look, no podcast summing up 2018 could conclude without an honorary mention for Quadrilla. Oh, 
Subuis. Who they are? They are a company that frack and that have, after many, many years of not being allowed to frack they in actually, Blighty, are now frack, yeah. fracking. Yeah. Um, not hugely successfully, though. One of the things that's been happening is earthquakes, uh, which is unfortunate because uh, earthquakes is the thing that uh, stopped them fracking in 2011 and is the thing that they said, no, 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 no. Don't you worry about earthquakes. We won't do any earthquakes. And even if we did, there is such a brilliant regulatory regime in this country that, you know, it's all absolutely fine. Started fracking, earthquakes started happening, and they went to the government, Oi, change the regulations. <laughs> These regulations are ridiculous. Right. They stop us fracking because we're earthquaking. Right. So... Now, they have had an excellent couple of months. Um, they stopped fracking for a bit because of all the earthquakes, started up again, and on day one did their biggest earthquake yet. Ah. Uh, now, this is still not a huge earthquake. It's not knocking down houses by any means. How, but How um, big is it? It's 1.5 on the old Richter scale or something scale that's like the Richter. I think Richter. it is. It's Richter. Yeah. Now, that's not very big. And that scale is, I think, exponential. So, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Do you mean logarithmic? Me, not sure. Hmm. Oh, good grief. I'm going to need my calculator for this one. 318 times 75 um, is... OK, let's work it out. Um, 225. Uh, so, you know, a 1.6 is a lot worse than a 1.5, and a 1.7 is a lot, lot, lot worse than hmm. the rest of it. Like decibels. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there we go. Anyway, the point is... 1.5 is big enough to be felt at the surface. And a few people said uh, at the time that they felt uh, they felt the quakes in Blackpool and uh, Quadrilla. They are the gift that has kept on giving. Now, they've seen this coming and they decided to go, look, we need some science. We need some research Ooh. to prove that these little shudders are not a problem. So they got a bunch of students to drop some stuff. <laughs> Literally. Right. That'll do it. What? Like what? Kebabs? Well, <laughs> well, you're not far off. <laughs> so I found that I found the research. Uh, where is it? Where are you? Where are you? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Now, the thing that first rings my alarm bell about this research is that it looks very much like a kind of Word document that I would have produced when I was a student in 2004. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was searching through this research and found a picture of the things that they dropped. And it is a picture of a slightly deflated football, three frying pans, a can of Coke, uh, a tennis ball, a pumpkin a highlighter pen, some potatoes and a honeydew melon. And they have then done a table of like the sounds and vibrations of these things as they drop the, the drop them on the floor and like they've measured them and said, you know, this is this is where they, they go on the scale. So apparently they said in a press release when they did all the earthquakey fracking that the uh, the one point five tremor that could be felt in Blackpool was the same as like dropping a melon. In three, two, one. <laughs> like, if, I, I, if they're going, look, it's just like dropping a melon, that's fine. But isn't this going to be like dropping lots of melons one after the other all day? Well, or have not, I got no, that wrong? You've got that wrong. Um, because what happened is that the fracking itself t- tends to cause quite small little tremors, but it then destabilises the rock uh, that it has to, it kind of shuffles uh, around and then it goes and shudders and then you get your big tremor. And so what this research is saying is what you feel on the surface when happens is like what you would feel if someone dropped a melon. 
next to you. But if someone dropped a melon next to me, I wouldn't feel it at all. Would I? Well, apparently you would, yeah. If I mean, they've got graphs and everything, Dave. Anyway, the point is... The point is it's bulls. Is what the point is. is it's bulls. Yeah. Gorgella's PR is just spectacularly bad because now... Whereas the story could have been, you know, this is really nothing to worry about. Very few people heard about it. You've got everyone on Twitter sharing pictures of melons. And, <laughs> Makes a change. Uh, and me wondering whether the phrase dropping a melon is actually a nod to early 90s rave culture, uh, which, which would be a very different sensory experience, but possibly more enjoyable. Hey, uh, right, that's it for this episode of Babble. Uh, thank you very, very much, Dave, for babbling and baubling so decorously and beautifully and angelically and tinsely and party poppery. We are not quite finished for this no, year, no. however. We will be back next week, just before New Year's Eve, with an interview. Should we say who it is or should we not say who it is? Hmm... Let's not say. Let's not say. But we're an interview with someone just in case. Just in case. But uh, with somebody that we have been after to get on this podcast for literally the whole time we've been doing it. Like when we were first drawing up the name for what the name of the podcast should be and all of that sort of stuff, and we drew up a list of people we want on it. Did you know this podcast was nearly called Everybody Yurts? By the way. <laughs> um, anyway, um, <laughs> we, we should have done that. <laughs> this, this person. We'll do a spin-off. This person was top of the list, and we got them, um, and so we're very excited and you can hear that as a special mid-season treat very good yeah do stay tuned for that can't wait right thank you very very much to the magnificent dickie moore who does the music at the beginning and the end and the intertwinkly bits of this podcast and equal yuletide thanks go to the splendiferous arthur stovall who does the artwork for our logo and our website and stuff uh, and the artwork for our t-shirt which you can buy uh, go onto our website sustainababble.fish and click t-shirts and buy t-shirts you can get in touch with us all let us know what you thought of the show you can find us on facebook just search sustainababble you can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish or find us on twitter by just searching for bollocks no are you at serious? the babble wagon are you serious? At the babble wagon. was that not deliberate no because you don't search for the babble wagon do no you, you don't no i got it wrong amazing oh, God, so smug <laughs> so smug right i am going to drive home for christmas are you really I am actually, yeah. On your bicycle? Nope. On a ca- in a car? Yep. Now? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh at Christmas, I Yes, am. all right, okay, fine. Borrowing Very good. a car, going home in it. Very good. I'm off to drop the log of thankfulness down the chimney of 2018. My God. Bye! Bye! That sounded like the thing off um, Blockbusters. Right. What's his name? Block. You don't mean Blockbusters. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. What's Mr. Chips saying? Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that bit in. <laughs>